is going on my people how we doing welcome back to another episode of breaking the goal line podcast i am your host as always russell goddard and we're coming back off of a we're coming back off of a memorial day weekend which no content was put out i said hey let's let everyone enjoy their memorial day weekend didn't put anything out thursday nothing out monday also going through a little family medical thing, so my mind has been preoccupied with that uh, as well. But we're back at it Thursday night, currently 6 minutes and 37 seconds left in the first game of the NBA Finals. Uh, I I have a, I got, I got a big parlay coming down the stretch here, folks. But it's getting late. It gets past 8 o'clock, and I need to put out a pot. So we are watching the game on mute. Uh, I need... I need a three-pointer from Poole, three-pointer from Thompson, and one assist from Draymond Green, and uh, a, a, a nice Warriors win, and it, it's a nice, nice little payout for me. I've been on a hot streak, betting-wise, uh, you know. But enough about the NBA Finals. Come on, Steph. Enough about Game One. I'm gonna be preoccupied for a little bit. You know, we're still gonna be diving into football. Kyler Murray showing up to OTAs. Holy shit, Arizona Cardinals. Is that good? Is that bad? We'll dive into. I mean, of course it's. It's good, but does it really mean anything long-term? I don't know. New England, you might have a problem with the coaching staff. I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on. Seems like a carousel of uh, just kind of bullshit. Honestly, just carousel of people that doesn't really know what they're doing. I, I don't really know. I love Bill, but I got some concerns there. John Gruden is suing the NFL, and he won. Well, he didn't win. Yeah, he won to go to trial. The judge is going. He's going to trial. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, we had Marion Barber pass away. Give a little tribute to him. Uh, we got some other stuff going on in the in, in the NFL. We got the match. The match happened yesterday. That was fun to watch. It was a fun watch watching Aaron and, and Tom and Josh and, and Mahomes kind of go at it or whatnot. Jason Tatum starting to put on a show here. Celtics starting to come back and win this ball game. I, I got the Warriors money line, too. So, I got the Warriors. I got, so I, I got a lot of Warriors stuff, but... Let's dive into some football. Before we do, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review if you have not. And if you are a new listener, please go ahead and follow me at my Instagram. First name, underscore, last name. Is that it? Or is it last name, underscore, first name? No, it's Russell, underscore, Goddard, 55. That's the IG. You can see any 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 of my bets that I post. Usually I post them. You know, whenever the story comes, all that stuff. Follow, Give me a follow. Rate, review, subscribe for the podcast. I appreciate it. I love it. Let's go. Football, baby. Holy shit, Al Horford just hit a big three. Al Horford with a big three. Celtics take the lead, 106-103, five minutes to go. That guy, that guy, he's a journeyman in the league. I remember on the Atlanta Hawks, fucking monster. Him and Joe Johnson, they they took the Atlanta to, the, I mean, multiple Easter Conference Finals where they kind of got swept all the time. But good for Al Horford. I think I think the Celtics lose this series. I think Warriors win, but yeah, they got the lead right now, making me sweat down the so let's distract myself. Let's talk about OTAs. And I know I've I know I've talked about OTAs and kind of what they are and you know the process. But I, I gotta be honest. I'm listening to everybody the past two weeks, and since starting this podcast over a year ago now, I, I've always looked at football and sports a little bit differently than a lot of people. Uh, I just always have. But since starting this podcast, I really have started, I, I don't know, it's kind of felt like another switch has turned. I could see things a little differently. And I care about things a lot less. And I care about some things a lot more. 
One of the things I care about a lot less is kind of this time of the year, this OTA time of the year. And I just, I can't help it. I, I turn on anything, ESPN, which is awful, Fox Sports, any doesn't matter, podcast, doesn't matter what I'm listening to. You know what they're talking about? Dudes throwing in shorts, a shirt, and a helmet. I mean, we're talking about how Trey Lance was so good and went 17 of 21 in shorts and shirts. I, I It's just, I cannot stand. And you know what? I used to be, when I was younger, I used to be more into it. You know, oh, OTAs, you know, oh, look, he's looking good. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Anything that you hear about quarterbacks having a great day at practice, they cannot get touched. They cannot. It's weird. It's like the whistle blows, but then he can extend the play. And it's like, you don't know if, if Nick Bosa was about to eat him up or not. It's just so weird. And then it's like wide receivers. It's just a seven on a seven thing. Right. But it's in shorts and I'm like, you're not wearing pads. It's like, oh, this DB got smoked. Yeah, but he's not wearing pads. Oh, this wide receiver looks amazing. Yeah, but he's not wearing pads. There's no actual pressure being provided. Don't, don't get me wrong. This is a really, really, really important time for the team. You know what's not important for? Me. You know what's not important for? You who's listening. Now, I understand to an extent that you're, you know, you, you're, you're rooting for your team. And you want these rookies or second-year players. If you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a Niners fan, you want to know, hey, how was Trey Lance coming along? Because you want to win Super Bowls. I understand that. You want to win football games. You took, you, dra- you traded up for this guy. You know, you, you took him. You draped three first-round picks for him. I, I understand. You want to, hey, is, how is he coming along? Is he developing? But to, to, to go, it was like, oh, yeah, he, he threw some good passes. He's It's fucking OTAs. I mean, it's fucking OTAs. I mean, the amount of people like Chris Sims that just fucking blow these dudes in OTAs? We're throwing in shorts and shirts. Buddy, I can throw in shorts and shirts. And I'm a fat fuck that's out of shape that can't throw a football with my ass. We're talking about OTAs? OTAs. Not a game. Not a game. Not training camp. OTAs. And they are so important for the team, for for the coach, for the young players. They're not important for the media. They're not important for podcasts. Now, if you go to an OTA... You like like if I went to a, the Cardinals OTA, then I would I would definitely talk about it. I would talk about what I saw at the OTA, but I'm not doing that. And either are ninety percent of the dudes are talking about it. Those are saying is reports are from you know the reporter that's at OTAs that oh he went this this and that and made this many this and that. It's just, it just drives me up the wall now. But I mean, this is not. It's just everyone's just reaching for something, and I don't talk about something that I. Do not believe in, oh my God, they hit another three. I do not believe in or want to talk about. I really, I really do not. Like, I'm, we're going to get into a little bit of the Colin Kaepernick thing a little bit later when we talk about John Gruden and the Raiders. But the reason why I haven't brought up Colin Kaepernick getting a workout is because it's an irrelevant fucking story. And I don't want to talk about a guy who's using his fucking quote-unquote name. I don't know why it's called a quote-unquote name, but name and quote-unquote I don't know, like, what he's doing for Nike and, like, just... It's not about that anymore. And that's my... Like, it's just not. It's just not. I don't want to talk about that. And to be be talking about, oh, how are these guys performing in OTAs? Who gives a shit? You show up, you work with your team, you do good. I don't give a fuck if Kyler Murray goes 0 for 18 in OTA. Now, that would be pretty bad. That would be like, okay, he's not trying. So, that's a little bit of exaggeration. 
But at the end of the day, OTAs is shirts, shorts, and a helmet. The coach is just trying to get the general manager, the coaches, they're all just trying to get on the same page, learn the playbook, go through the mind processes, you know, for, for audibles for offenses and defenses. It's not like, oh, how's he looking? Oh, how's that arm? How are those legs? How's the middle linebacker? He tackling well? We don't know. We're not tackling. We do not know. Now, there's some guys you could watch, like a defensive end or, you know, how's his get-off? Because the, the get-off is real. You know, that get-off is real. So, oh, man, you see that get-off? Man, fucking Bosa's got a get-off. Watt's got a get-off. Those you can see. But a quarterback? You can't see shit. You don't know what's actually happening. You don't know if he's any good. Like, oh, look at that arm. Yeah, he's got an arm. Woo, you see that throw? Now, there's certain throws. Certain throws, right? Like, kind of game situational throws. Deep balls don't matter. Like, it's like you're going to throw to an open wheel route. You're throwing crossing patterns where no one's really kind of, no, no one's trying to take this guy's head off. Can't even take people's heads off anymore. But no one's trying. In the way that some of these football podcasts just try to dive into OTAs like it's a game. Like it's week seven. It just, it's, it blows my, like, what are we doing? Are you, you're that desperate for content? Buddy, talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick retiring, okay? Talk about anything. Are you that desperate? Do you not, do you not, I just, fucking drives me crazy. And and I think people take it, they make people take it too seriously. They, they, oh man, Golden State. This is not looking good for me, ladies and gentlemen. This is not looking good for me, ladies and gentlemen. Just like OTAs is not looking good for... I mean, OTAs look fine. But I feel like they just get into people's minds and it's like, Oh, I saw that uh, the reports were Josh Allen wasn't throwing the ball good. In OTAs? Okay. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just because I've been watching this for so long. Maybe some of you do you get really excited. But it's it's over. It's too excited. Don't, like don't like don't like don't. It's these these are not real expectations. Not really happening in a game. They can't get sacked. They can't get touched. Running backs don't get hit. Let's wait till training camp, please. God, the OTA overblowness is nuts. And you know what? I'm about to talk about Kyler Murray, who's gonna be at OTAs. So I'm gonna talk about OTAs in a positive way. I just had to start in a negative way. I don't know why. Maybe I'm a negative move because my fucking Warriors are about to lose. Damn it. So let's talk about the little guy from Arizona, as the Warriors are definitely going to lose this game now. I mean, they were up. They were up by 12. I mean, they, I think they've been outscored this quarter in the fourth quarter. Looks like 34 to 12. Holy shit. I mean, talk about a major fuck job here for me. Jesus. My God. Let's talk about the little guy. Let's talk about the little guy. So the little guy from Arizona, a.k.a. Kyler Murray. He finally decided to show up for OTAs yesterday. Uh, or, what was it? Yesterday, Wednesday. What's today? Thursday? So, yeah, yesterday. And, uh, okay. All right. Good. Still no contract. Still nothing being decided yet. I don't think, I don't think, like, I know that Arizona doesn't want to pay him. I don't know if they will. I know they don't want to. And maybe, maybe... Kyler kind of got that. I, I don't know. I, I Listen, just because he shows up for OTAs doesn't mean he's going to be there for training camp or the season. He could still easily hold out. But 
This is a good sign for Arizona Cardinals fans. This is a good sign for the Cardinals organization. Okay? Because he needs to be there. He needs to be there. He is a quarterback. Let Quarterbacks should always be there. I mean, unless, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, like, I understand, like, Lamar Jackson. Okay. But, like, Kyler needed to be there. He needs to be. Like, this team was an absolute disappointment disaster at the end of the year last year. Just horrific. He had to show up. They got to get it going. I mean, I'm kind of selling my stock. I'm I'm, I'm going to sell him short this year, even as a Cardinals fan. I don't know. I still don't know what's going to happen with this whole Kyler Murray debacle. He still wants his money. I, I would imagine he could still hold out. And as I say that, the Celtics win. Unbelievable comeback. Let me just go ahead and turn this off. I don't want to watch no freaking ESPN garbage fucking post-game report with Jalen Rose and and Mike Greenberg and and the dude from PTI. It's just ESPN is just horseshit. They are awful. And I'm getting off a tangent. Fuck, I lost. Damn it. Anyway, Kyler Murray. Is he going to get a contract? Is he not going to get a contract? I think he eventually does with the Arizona Cardinals. I just don't think it's this year. And maybe, just maybe him and his agent and people around him, close friends, dad, family, whatever it is, like, hey, listen, let's just go out and play this year. We're not holding out. I don't know if that's the case because, you know, he is there, but it is OTAs. You know, he could show up for OTAs but not show up for training camp. There's nothing wrong with that. He didn't show up for the first week of OTAs. He's showing up for the second week of OTAs. So he sits out for one week, comes in for a week, which is good, but it's not like it's this, un- oh, my God, like, amazing, amazing thing. Like, it changes everything. It doesn't. Now it's good. He's getting more communication with the team. You know, he's, he's kind of... It, it, it becomes less dramatic, less diva-ish. We get we we can move on from questions. We can focus on football, which is the main priority here. Winning football games, going to the postseason, winning and competing for your division. That, that that's what it's about. And, and I know Kyler wants to get paid, and I imagine it wants to be somewhere like forty-five million dollars a year, which I I, I mean I, I couldn't give it to him right now. I know that's what he wants. Arizona, Arizona can't do it. Steve Kahn can't do that. Can't give him forty-five. That would be that'd be outrageous. I mean, that'd be outrageous. Got to pay him next year. So, is he? What's going to happen from here on out? I don't know. But it is a good thing for the Cardinals. It's a good thing as a whole, you know, for Cardinals fans that Kyler showed up because he needed to. He had to. He has to be there. He needs to show that he's a leader of the football team. You know what leaders don't do? Leaders don't show up. <coughs> now you can say, Lamar Jackson's not there. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Yeah, but Lamar Jackson doesn't need to prove that he's a leader. Tom Brady doesn't need to prove that he's a leader. Right? Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Okay? It's back-to-back MVP. Carries that franchise. Uh, Kyler Murray? Is Kyler Murray carrying the Arizona Cardinals? No. <laughs> no, because Colt McCoy went, what, 2-1? Two, two and one? Or two and two is three and one, whatever it was, is his backup last year as a starter when he was out missing games. Uh, I mean, I, the, Kyler Murray's not carrying anyone. If Kyler Murray was carrying the Cardinals, if Kyler Murray was elite, if Kyler Murray was $45 million, it wouldn't have been a fucking debacle against the Seattle Seahawks week 18 in an absolute embarrassment, gutless, heartless, just 
vomit-worthy performance that he put on in the postseason against the Rams. It, it was gutless. It really was. It, it was absolutely gutless. Cowardly. Cowardly. And I don't use that word lightly, but he was a coward in that football game. Cliff Kingsbury was a fucking coward in that football game. Are they going to be cowards still? I, I don't throw this coward word around. Ask people that know me. I don't, I don't, it's a big word for me. It's a big word for me. But when I'm looking at these, they, they kind of have that now. Cliff Kingsbury is a better coach than I thought he was going to be. He is. He's way more competent than I thought. It's not like he's Joe Judge, which we will definitely dive into whatever the fuck's going on in New England with Joe Judge. He's not Joe Judge. All right. He's not, he's not, he's not these, he's not a terrible coach. He's very, he's competent. He clearly, Cliff Kingsbury would be a really, really good offensive coordinator in this league. He would be. He, he, he would. I believe that. You get him with a good coach, you get him with like a Mike Tomlin, I think Cliff Kingsbury would be, would have the Steelers dialed in. I, I do believe that. But as a head coach, I, have to, I, I, can't, I can't get behind him 100%. And you have a quarterback that's not showing up for OTAs, then does show up for OTAs, takes you off his Instagram, puts you back on his Instagram, and wants to be this much money, and, and puts out a seven-page statement about why he should get paid this much money by his agent. It's just a bunch of hoopla. It's a bunch of noise. It's a bunch of nonsense. It's a bunch of a team. Sounds like a team that's not winning shit to me. This is, I write teams off that have this much noise every year. I don't do this. This is not, and I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a Cardinals fan. I, 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 this does not, this is big red flags for me. And it is a good thing that he's showing up. So there's a lot of negatives in this, but the positive is that is, that is a good thing. But they still, man, they, they, they could be screwed. I mean, they could be screwed. We'll see what happens. I, I, who knows? Maybe he just plays out the season. He plays out this year, and if he's if he's good, if he's half decent, if, if he's at least half decent, they compete for the playoffs. He's gonna get paid because they're kind of screwed. They're kind of they're kind of handcuffed. You know, if he if he performs well, let's say he performs as like the 14th, 15th, 13th best quarterback in the league, they're gonna pay him. They're gonna pay him. They're gonna give him a lot of money. Now, 45, 47 million dollars. Uh, I mean, can we just give him Dak? Can we just pay him as much as Dak? Which is way too much to pay Dak, but I understand that. But can we just give him, like, can we just give him forty million a year, please? Forty-seven million dollars a year, forty-five million dollars a year. You're not Josh Allen. You're not Patrick Mahomes. You're not what Justin Herbert's going to be. You're not Lamar Jackson. You're not. You're very talented. You're an unbelievably talented player. Now, show, can continue doing what you're doing. Show up to mandatory. Show up to training camp. Show up to the season. Don't hold out. Be an actual baller. Do not be a coward. And fight through the whole fucking season. And then, and then, we will talk about money. And let's transition to the NFC East and the New England Patriots. And over the weekend, well, not over the weekend, before the weekend last week for Memorial Day, Bill Belichick and a, a, a player, they were asked, and particularly Bill, this, you know, Who's calling plays? And this has been, I, I mean, they've been asking this, media's been asking this question for a while now. They've asked players, they've, I think they've asked assistant coaches, they've asked Bill, they've asked Bill again. And his uh, his response was, why, why, why do we need to know that? Are, are we calling plays in May? That's the classic Bill Belichick response. No, Bill, you're not calling plays in May. Uh, 
But, like, why are we so secretive about it now? I mean, we're in OTAs. And it's coming out now that Matt Patricia, the former defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, before becoming the head coach of the Detroit Lions, which was an absolute shit show, which was one of the worst coaching displays in the history of the NFL. That is not an exaggeration. He was horrible. I mean, three years of absolute dog shit. Two and a half, really, I guess. Now he's back in New England, where I believe he was last year too, but now he's being evaluated. He's their offensive line coach. Now, I don't know if any I don't I don't know if a lot of you know who the New England offensive line coach was the last twenty well, let's see, he got there I think he got there with Bill. So twenty fucking however many what is it, twenty four years Bill Belichick's been there. Roberts Gardekia is is probably the greatest offensive line coach in the history of this league. I mean, that guy was awesome. He is, and he protected Tom. Skardekia in that offensive line protected Tom for six Super Bowls and got six rings. And he was a, a state, I mean, he is such a great coach. He is beloved around the league. He coaches seminars on how to coach offensive line, not how to play offensive line, how to coach it, because it's hard. Coaching offensive line, whether you want to believe it or not, is one of the hardest positions to coach, to actually coach, to coach it. You can tell players to do this, you can put players there, but to coach offensive line, Skardekia was the man. And now you're going from the greatest offensive line coach in the history of the game to Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia, Joe Judge is more than likely going to be calling plays if it's not Bill Belichick. Joe Judge is the quarterback coach now. Josh McDaniels was calling the play, and Josh McDaniels was the quarterback coach along with his buddy that left with him to Oakland. Now Joe Judge, uh, who is a former defensive He's a deep linebackers coach, DBs coach, and special teams coach. He was their head special teams coach their last couple Super Bowls and then the last couple seasons before he went and became the head coach of the New York Giants. How'd that turn out? That was fucking awful. That was terrible. He was a, but, but, I mean, he didn't last two years. He was a disaster. He did like, he lasted two years barely. I mean, we all knew he was going to be fired. He was a disaster. And now he's your quarterback coach, a special teams defensive guy, is going to be calling offensive plays? I'm all for offensive players and defensive players learning offense and defense. I, I really am. I think it makes you better. Peyton Manning said that. He said it made me better to sit down with defensive players and to talk defense. To, to sit down with a defensive coordinator and to talk defense. Kyle Shanahan, he did that. All I mean, he was he did that. Every year, he was an assistant. He was with Atlanta, with Houston, he sat down, he learned defense. He learned defense first, because if you know defense, you can know how to coach and scheme around the defense. You can, you can, If you're quarterback, you know how to call out the audibles, you know how to call out the reads, you know what they're running, you know what's going on. I'm all for that. But when you're, you're, you're a guy in Joe Judge that called a fucking knee on third and eight on your own 20-yard line, and you're going to be calling plays for the hoodie... You're going to be calling plays for a staple franchise? What are we doing? Now, I'm not 200% sure if he's calling plays, but he's the quarterback's coach, and he was calling some plays during OTAs. He has been calling some plays 
during OTAs. Like, what the fuck? Uh, and listen, my problem, like, I, I already think your quarterback, I think his ceiling is pretty much there. I think he is who he's going to be. And, and my problem's not even Mac Jones. My problem is these, is your coaching staff. My problem is Matt Patricia. My problem is Joe Judge. My problem is that you have 15 guys that just retired in the last 10 years on your staff. My problem is that Bill Belichick's son, Steven, which I think could be a really good coach, but I, we don't really know. I mean, this is, look, I think the loss of Josh McDaniels could be big here. I, and when it first happened, look, in the hoodie I trust, in Bill I trust, he is the greatest coach of all time, in my opinion. He's one of my favorite coaches ever. I, I, I mean, I, I, I love Bill Belichick. And I'm going to trust in him, and I'm always going to believe that he's going to come out on top. I'm not going to bet against him. But what's happening right now, I, I just I hope he's not getting too cute. I hope he's not getting, like, bringing these guys back. And, and I, I think Josh, I think it's a big blow. It's a big blow to Mac. It's going to be a big blow to the offensive side of this ball. McDaniels, he's incredible on the offensive side. He's an incredible offensive coordinator. He's an incredible schemer. He's an incredible play caller. Is Joe Judge? I, I would judge to say he's not. Is Matt Patricia? Don't even get me started on that fuck. Matt Patricia is a clown show. Joe Judge was a pathetic excuse of a head coach. And listen, this is just one guy talking to a microphone that's never been a head coach in the NFL. Right? No, I, I have not. And I probably never will be. But uh, it's my job to, to, to just give my opinions not my job, I guess. Not really my job. I have a day job, but it's uh, it's it's my uh, it's 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 what I do. I give my opinions on you. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna give my takes. And my take is is that you two are clown shows, and that Bill is just hiring like Dion Branch and, and Asante Samuel and all them to come on his and be his coaching. I, I I mean, I'm looking around this coaching staff. There's really not other than Bill Belichick and Stephen Belichick. Those are, the, those are the two most experienced. I mean, you could say Patricia and Joe Judge are the other two most experienced. But we just talked about how much of a clown show those two guys are. So when we're talking about actual coaches, we're talking about one, Bill, and two, Steve and his son that we've never even seen coach outside of the fucking New England Patriots. We don't know how good he's going to be. And I think, he's a, I think he's probably a smart dude. I've heard him talk. I like him. But we don't know. I, I just, I'm just a little concerning here for New England. Just a little concerning. It's not like you have a Justin Herbert, right, that can cover up some Band-Aids. Now, your defense, Bill, you just got to have that defense locked up. Now, maybe Joe Judge and Matt Patricia aren't on the defense side of the ball because Bill just doesn't want to deal with their clown show. But if that's the truth, why the fuck are they on your coaching staff? The offensive line coach and the quarterback's coach, possible offensive coordinator, Joe Judge? Uh, 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 disaster. I, just, I, I, just, I can't get behind this. I cannot get behind Matt Patricia being the offensive line coach. And that probably pisses me off more than anything because I'm an offensive lineman. And I could not stand that clown trying to coach my offensive line. Couldn't do it because I know you're a clown. They know you're a clown. They've seen you. You're a defensive guy. You're a defensive coordinator. And now all of a sudden you're the offensive line coach? Bill, let's let's just not get too cute here, man. I, I Listen, and Bill, I trust. And until I start seeing you guys slip... I'm still saying that Patriots can make make the playoffs this year. I, I'm going to say that every year until I've seen, you know, maybe the fall of the Empire. But until Bill can prove that he can't make the playoffs, I'm not going to do it. But this is very concerning. 
I am very concerned. And New England Patriot fans, y'all should be a little concerned too. Well, John Gruden is suing Roger Goodell. And technically suing the NFL. But this is about Roger Goodell. So John Gruden filed a, a lawsuit. And it, it went to a trial. Went to a judge. The judge you know, proved that it could go to trial. And pretty much he's suing for wrongful, a wrongful firing. You know, they went into the investigation for Washington. It wasn't supposed to be about him at all. And, you know, he's claiming, you know, it was backhanding dealings, stuff like that, which which is all probably pretty true. I mean, let's be honest. Clearly, Roger Goodell, probably some other members in the NFL, maybe some owners, did not like John Gruden. Does not, will not, has never liked John Gruden. So they wanted him out. And they got him out. <clears throat> now John Gruden's pretty pissed. <laughs> and he's coming at him. And he's going to make some noise doing it because it's John Gruden. And John Gruden makes noise everywhere he goes. No matter what, he's still a very personable guy. Loud. He's got, he's got, he's got a charisma about him. He just does. He's going to make this ugly for Roger Goodell in the NFL. He is. He's pissed. Hey, fuck, I'd be pissed too. He just... I mean, the year before they kicked him out, he was about like a $20 million home in Vegas. He had the whole shit like redone and everything. <laughs> I mean, I'd be pretty pissed too. And I don't think it I don't think it matters like the amount of money that Roger Goodell got. Hey, listen, John, if I give you like $150 million, can we just can we just let this go? Can we let it slide? I don't think that's enough. I don't think really any amount of money is enough. You know, you get to like $500 million, then you got to start talking, but the NFL's not going to give John Gruden $500 million to go away. They're not going to do it. John's going to drag this out. He's going to make it ugly. He's going to make it loud. And he's going to make it proud. That's what John does. And uh, honestly, I'm kind of all here for it. <laughs> I love the NFL, and I want them to be a booming business forever. I know they won't be, but I want them to be. But stuff like this, it's kind of fun to watch. Listen, John Gruden, was he, was he definitely past his prime in coaching? Yeah. Is he ever going to coach again in the NFL? Probably not. Now, can he coach in college? I definitely think so. I think after he wins this, because folks, let me tell you something. He's going to win. <laughs> it's not like John Gruden doesn't have money to go toe-to-toe -to -toe and pay lawyers. The dude just signed a, the dude signed a 10-year, $100 million deal. Now, we don't know how much of that $100 million we got, but we know for sure he got about $50 million of that. So I think he's okay with a, a, a nice, you know, drawn-out fucking court case. Besides, he was getting paid 10 to $15 million a year at ESPN for 10 years before he even left to the, to the Raiders. I think he's good. John Gruden's got a lot of money. John Gruden, ESPN paid John Gruden a lot. John Gruden was doing a million, a million and a half uh, uh, to, to go talk. They, people would have to pay him a million dollars to just go speak. That dude, that dude makes money. That dude's... The dude's loaded. He's he, he's not worried about the money. He's fun. He we wants to he wants to fuck Roger Goodell. He wants to fuck the NFL. I think John can go coach in college. I think a D one school like a Florida State, you know, like a a, a a big program that's been kind of down. You know, maybe not they're they're not like USC or Texas or A and M or uh, you know uh, UCLA or you know LSU or. You at, uh, or Ohio State or anything, but like Florida State's big is a nice program. Well, I wonder if he was like go to Florida State or something. Like, why not? I think John could coach college. That's John. That's where John thrived. John is a recruiter. 
And you know what? He's not, he's really, I mean, you look at Derek Carr's numbers, that offense was better with John Gruden as their offensive court. It was. That's a fact. Let's go look at the numbers. Like, he, he could do that in college. Why not? So he's going to win this lawsuit, and uh, he can go to college. That's what I would do. But this is not going away. And the Raiders are going to get thrown John through this because he was the Raiders coach when this happened. Uh, John Gruden, Mark Davis, Roger Goodell, all of it. The Raider brand is going to be talked about during this whole thing because he was the head coach of the Raiders at the time. So they have to be. So what do the Raiders do? The Raiders pull a PR stunt. And the Raiders give Colin Kaepernick a tryout last week, which I thought was just a pure joke. Anytime that guy tries out anymore, I think it's a fucking joke. The little the YouTube thing that he did earlier this year, like the, oh, I'm doing a YouTube, I'm going to throw footballs with nothing on and no pressure and, and no defense. I'm just going to throw footballs. I think, I think that Colin Kaepernick is an absolute joke. I think that guy, I, I think he's a scumbag. I think he's using himself, using what he said he was standing for to his own benefit at this point. He says he wants to play football, but he doesn't. <laughs> And the Raiders make, it makes no sense for the Raiders to try out Colin Kaepernick. That doesn't, that's not a Patriot move. That's not a Ziegler or McDaniels move. You just signed Jared Stidham. You like, you just brought over Jared Stidham and they got a, fuck, I can't remember the other guy, but he's a functional backup too. What are you, what are you signing Colin, what are you signing the 40 year old Colin Kaepernick for that hasn't played in seven years? That's, it's a PR stunt. I mean, PR stunt because they wanted good media around the Raiders. That's all it was. That's all it was. It was Mark Davis pulling good media around him. And because this happened literally right after the John Gruden thing. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Really think that Colin was going to get signed a team? Let me tell you what, folks. That guy cannot play football. He can't. Maybe in 2012, but I believe the year is 2021. You know what? I'm right. I'm looking at the little bottom right of my computer screen. It says 6-2-2022. So I, I'm right on that one. A plus. It's not 2012. This is not, okay, Nevada. He's like 35 now or 30, 33, 34 years old. Hasn't played since in like seven years. <laughs> This is a story I don't want to talk about because it's a worthless PR move. Every time Colin comes out and says he wants to get paid, it's a PR move and the media hops on it and all the big media guy like Kendrick Perkins and all these big media guys and fucking the ex-football players. Oh, it's about time. Cap should get this and Cap should be on a team. Yo, you want to tell me that, 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 that Daniel Jones is better than Colin Kaepernick? That's a joke. Oh my, like you people, like it's, it's nuts. Like, the media is fucking overblows this. And, of course, the media overblew this. And guess what? The John Gruden thing got swept under the rug because the Colin Kaepernick thing took took, took, it took precedence. Of course it's going to take precedence because that's what the media wants to burn. The media wants to burn Colin Kaepernick. The media wants to say, this, 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 this. It's, it's ridiculous. So, Mark Davis did it. He knew what he was doing. This wasn't a real tryout. You think Josh McDaniels? Do you think that there was one second one second during that tryout that Josh McDaniels looked at Colin Kaepernick and said, oh yeah, this guy, you know, he might have something because he didn't. If you think he did, he didn't. <laughs> but I, I don't care. Like my take or don't. Colin Kaepernick is garbage. 
He was garbage his last year and a half in the NFL. He hasn't played in seven years. You think he's going to come in and be good? Now we're not even talking about the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders, we're never going to get him. I mean, it's just the amount of people that were so excited that, that oh, the Raiders are going to sign. Uh, I just, it's just one of those things that just, I guess, just really grinds. I don't talk about Colin Kaepernick. I don't, I've, I never once in this podcast has mentioned Colin Kaepernick until this moment. And it has to do with the Raiders and John Gruden and this whole lawsuit. That's the only reason why I'm talking about it. Because it was a PR stunt by Mark Davis and the Raiders. This was not an actual move. This is not, this is no way Ziegler does this. No way McDaniels does this. This is PR and it worked. It worked well. Because we haven't heard about the John Gruden thing since, have we? No, we have not. You know, we did not. And what happens? It's like after three days or what is it? It's... 72 hours and and we forget everything that we learned and then you know and that's that's what that's how like the human brain is after 72 hours we forget it and then we just put in what has it and then another 72 hours we forget that so we forgot it and it's done it's washed under and we're not going to hear about because the nfl is going to do everything they can to push this story down to make sure nothing comes out like as and john's gonna do everything he can to do the opposite the raiders are gonna do everything they can to do with the nfl they don't, they don't want their name dragged through it right now thinking that Colin Kaepernick was actually getting a real workout. <laughs> Come on. Hey, good move for the Raiders though. Great PR stunt. Got to bring the guy in. The media is going to eat it up. He's fucking terrible at quarterback, but you did your job right and no one's talking about the John Gruden thing anymore. Uh, so, let's just hop around and talk about a couple stories. Ryan Fitzpatrick, aka Ryan Fitzmagic, has decided to hang it up after 17 seasons in the NFL. He played for like 12 different teams. He played for every team in the NFC East except for the Patriots, which I honestly thought after Tom Brady left that it just seemed like a Bill Belichick move to get a Fitzpatrick. I mean, Bill Belichick raves about Fitzpatrick. I mean, every time he, I mean, he's played him multiple times as a Bill, multiple times as a Jet, and multiple times as a Dolphin. Bill is always saying Ryan's praises. I thought when Tom left, I was pretty confident that Bill was going to try to get Ryan and just try to get maybe a stopgap year. But then, you know, they went, they got Cam. Ryan wasn't really available. He was making kind of a lot of money from Miami, you know, at the time. So they went and got Cam, stopgap quarterback. He is terrible. I mean, at least he's way better than Colin Kaepernick. But he's, God, now, and see, now, after that segment, I just, I open up the floodgates. I'm on my third glass of wine, and now the floodgates are opened on this call Colin Kaepernick. It, it bloils, it we're not talking about that anymore. We are talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick and his retirement. I mean, 17 seasons. This guy's a journeyman around the league. It, it just, he, for a guy that really never was great, he had some great moments. Just some amazing, awesome moments in the NFL. Uh, for, for so many different, he had, he had amazing moment, amazing moments for every team. Ask a Bills fan. A Bills, every Bills fan will tell you how much they love Ryan Fitzpatrick. Go ask the Jets fans. Jet, Jet, I mean, he was winning football games in New York for them. I mean, he was he was fourth quarter coming back. You know, uh, Tampa Bay, 
before before Brady got there and everything, when Jameis was when Jameis was there and he was getting hurt, and he came in and he had that like three game stretch where he threw like twelve touchdowns in three games, throwing three hundred yards a game. Uh, 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 Jackson, Deshaun Jackson gave him a chain to wear during the during the press conference. He threw for like four fucking touchdowns and four hundred yards, like eviscerated the Panthers. It was insane. He has that on every team that he's been to. He's just a fun guy to watch. He's, he's, and honestly, every quarterback that's not, you know, named Mahomes or Allen, you know, Brady, Rodgers, those guys. But like, you're Mac Jones. Yeah, you're, 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 you're Kirk Cousins. Although you can argue maybe Kirk Cousins has a better career, you know? Maybe he does. I think maybe Kirk does have a better career, but I don't know. It's not like he has maybe more playoff wins. What is, how many playoff wins Kirk has? Two? Right? I don't know how many Ryan has, but I think Ryan at least has one. I just, I don't know. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks, to play 17 years, to bounce around for those teams, for getting contract after contract, just making money your whole career, and just being steady. I, th- I mean, this is this is the career you should wish for. I, 80% of the quarterbacks in the league could w- would, would love to have Ryan Fitzpatrick's career. It's just true. Because 80% of the quarterbacks in the league are never going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick's career. And that is true. That is a fact. I I mean, look at how many quarterbacks this year, let alone after this year, we could just never see him again. Like Tua Tungawailoa. What if he's just really bad? What if he's just awful this year? And he just never has the Ryan Fitzpatrick career. Jordan Love, I was talking about this with a buddy. Jordan Love was drafted in the first, first round. He honestly may never play a fucking snap in the regular season. He may honestly never have an actual career. I think Jordan Love will be out of the league in a couple years. I don't think he's any good. <laughs> I mean, these guys would be lucky to have Ryan Fitzpatrick's career. Fitzmagic was a joy to watch. And uh, congrats on the retirement, man. Go fucking play golf and fish. He loves doing that shit. It's fucking awesome, man. Uh, sad news. Marion Barber, the former Cowboys and Bears running back, passed away at 38 in his apartment. Couple days ago, I I I remember Marion Barber very well. He was a good running back. He came out with the Cowboys, and it was him and Demarco Murray sharing. Uh, they were sharing touches, and it, that guy, and he just old school, tough, physical. Was a great guy on and off the field. Uh, he just it's sad, sad news because he was a great running back. He was a good player, good guy. I still haven't heard, you know, how he died, but 38 years old is so young. I mean, that's so freaking young, man. Uh, it just, you know, kind of just, you know, kind of breaks your heart a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I remember him as a, uh, uh, where'd he go? I remember as a Golden Gopher. He played for Minnesota. Dude was good. Dude was good. Fourth, he's like fourth round draft pick, fifth round draft pick. I think he was fourth, fourth round draft pick to Dallas, and just started tearing it up. This was awesome. So uh, very sad. My, um, you know, my heart goes out to him and his his family. It's just tragic news to lose someone, and I don't know what it is. I still have yet to to see. I I I don't think I've really looked it up after I saw his passing. I just you know just sad stuff. Uh, can Sam Darnold hold his spot and keep his spot in Carolina? It's every day that passes, kind of looks more and more like he will. Now, I has been a fan of Sam Darnold. <coughs> Excuse me. He's a West Coast guy. USC kid. 
I watched him eviscerate you, uh, ASU multiple times. And I just think the kid has gotten... I, I just think he's got a bad lay of the land. He's drafted to the Jets. Very unstable franchise that just didn't really know what they were doing. You know, then he gets traded to Carolina. And their offensive coordinator was supposed to be this, the next Andy Reid, this next Kyle Shanahan and McVay, this young genius genius out of LSU that coached, that helped the off, that was the offensive coordinator for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Justin Jefferson for their for the for the LSU championship team. Joe Brady was an absolute joke. Turns out that guy has no idea what he's doing. He is now not even a coach. He's out of the NFL. After a year and a half, he's not, he doesn't even have a college job. Turns out he had no fucking clue what he was doing. <laughs> Turns out he had no idea. So Sam Darnold goes to that clown show. He also goes to Matt Rule, who's a college coach that also I don't think knows what he's doing. Sam Darnold, it's probably his last year to try to turn it around. Can he? I don't know. But it looks like he's probably going to be the starter unless they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. They're not trading for Baker Mayfield. I'll let you know that right now. But they could trade for they could trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. That could be a thing. Now, are they? I don't know. But Sam could keep his spot. He can't. The reason why I bring this up is just because I, I on the course earlier this week or last week, I had a I was playing with an older gentleman and he's a Carolina fan. You know, we started chopping it up about football. He started, you know, I let him know I had a podcast. He asked me my opinion on on Carolina, particularly Sam Darnold. And uh, I pretty much just told him exactly what I just said here. I, I believe Sam Darnold does have the talent. It just might be too late mentally for Sam Darnold. It just, it really might be too late mentally for him. It, he might have just been to have too much, too many wounds, too many cuts, too many bruises. He, his, he might just be too fucked up at this point. Dealing with the Jets. Dealing with the the debacle that was Carolina last year with with Brady and, and Matt Rule. I, I just... I don't know. But maybe Sam can get it together. He's got a veteran offensive coordinator now. They're trying to get him some pieces. Can Christian McCaffrey stay healthy? Can Sam just go out there and look manageable? I hope so. I really do. I I, I really, really do. Because it's your franchise is just falling apart at the seams right now, Carolina. And, and I, I listen. I like. I like. It's beautiful. Carolina's beautiful. You know, I, it's a beautiful country over there. I lived in Florida for a long time. It's a beautiful country on that side of the coast, right? Your franchise, it's falling apart. You need Sam Darnold to be good. If not, go trade for Jimmy G. You know, so. I think those are probably the two. It's either Sam or Jimmy that's going to start for Carolina. But can can Sam hold the spot? Can Sam keep that starting spot? He's got all this OTAs and training camp to prove it. And then we'll go into the nitty-gritty and see what he can bring in the season. But uh, I don't know. I hope he can. I hope the kid can pull it off. I'm rooting for him. I really am. West Coast kid. You know, got to root for my Pac-12 guys. Uh, And then last but not least, the match. Uh, I watched that yesterday, a little bit of it. Had to drive to Nogales for my global entry uh, uh, interview. Breeze, Nogales about three-hour drive from where I'm at. It was three hours there, three hours back, about an hour in the office. Not too bad. Uh, I got home and there was like the fifth hole, maybe. Fourth or fifth hole. Watched a little bit of the match. And personally, it's just super entertaining. 
I mean, anytime you get to see Mahomes, right, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers, that's, I mean, you just, that's, you, you got me. Yeah, I'm going to watch. They're playing golf? Yeah, you got me. So you got four quarterbacks that are awesome that are playing golf. So you got the two, my two favorite things? Yeah, I'm going to watch that. And it was, it was fun. Yeah, Josh Allen had the ball, uh, his balls had a, had a, the picture of Tom Brady for his, his uh, draft for the combine. <laughs> Tom Brady had a Super Bowl trophy, Lombardi on his ball. Uh, asked if Josh even knew what one of those was or what it looked like. It was great. Tom and, and uh, Aaron ended up edging him out, beat him on the last hole. Aaron sank like a 15-footer. Josh Allen almost drained like a 100-footer to, 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 to make it a tie. It was uh, very entertaining. And the more and more that I watch Tom Brady as he ages, the more I like the guy. I just do. I like him more and more every single year. I just, he, he's a unique dude. He's a fucking fantastic golfer. And he's so competitive and just got this fiery nature. And I, I enjoy watching him on these things. And I don't think this is going to be his last year. It might be, but he might have, he might have one or more, one or two more tricks up his sleeve. Aaron Rodgers. Every time I see Aaron Rodgers outside of a football setting, I like Aaron Rodgers. But every time I see Aaron Rodgers in a football setting, he he rubs me the wrong way. It, like in it, it, it just anything, like anything football, like in a meeting, like in an interview, it doesn't matter. On the field, in practice. But when I watch him at these events, like the match and stuff like that, and when I hear him and how he's, I like him. I, I think Aaron Rodgers would be a great dude to hang out with. <laughs> it's great hang. He's awesome on this. But he's different when it comes to football. And part of me always thought that, you know, one thing I always said was, you know, you can say whatever you want. Aaron's authentic. Aaron is who Aaron is. I'm starting to think maybe Aaron isn't who Aaron is because... Is he, is he being a little phony? Being a little fake? Because he does these things, and while he's not, like, super different, he's still pretty, you know, the, all the guys are mic'd up, and they go at it, they talk trash, they can talk to, you know, Ernie and Charles and everything, and, you know, Aaron's not a big talker, and, I, and he never has been. So he doesn't do too much talking, but he definitely, I don't know. I just, look, I like, it's a little different. I like Aaron in these settings. And all, I don't like Aaron as much in, in the in the football. I mean, I love watching the guy. He's amazing. Throws, a, throws an unbelievable football. He's a great quarterback. But, uh, I don't know. But the more I watch him on these settings, I like him. But, uh, maybe he's just getting a little phony now. Maybe he's making the $50 million. Maybe he's doing this. Maybe he's starting to get a little phonier. I don't know. I've always thought Aaron Rodgers is pretty authentic. But I'm watching him in the match, and I compare what he does, and ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just seeing some shit for Aaron Rodgers than I am. Uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a superstar. I mean, that guy. This guy's the limit for that dude. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. I, I mean, he's he's a young, attractive, built like a brick shit house, and just is is an awesome, this great personality, awesome to talk to. Yeah, that guy. He's special. I expect him to do a lot more things like this. I mean, he could do into he can get into into broadcasting when he's done in the NFL, which is going to be a while because he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna try to win Lombardis. I know Mafia. I know you like to hear that. He wants to win Lombardis, and he was he was there with Josh. Josh Allen was there 
with Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes, uh, and uh, uh, Tom Brady. All Super Bowl winners. All MVPs. All Super Bowl MVPs. Josh has none of those. But yet, when you watched him in that setting with those three, he, he felt like he belonged. He felt like he belonged. He, he He's never going to back down. Goes toe-to-toe with all those guys. He has a losing record against those guys. He's never beaten Aaron. He's never beaten Tom. And has he beaten Mahomes once? I, the Bills beat him once, right? I'm pretty sure they beat him once. So it's not like it's not like he's got like a lot to hang his hat on. But he's up here in a golf tournament with Mahomes, teaming against these guys, and just it's not backing down. And I fucking love that from the dude. He is just special kid. Special kid you got up there, Bills Mafia. And Patrick Mahomes. I just this guy was this, this guy was slamming Coors lights, man. This guy was just slamming Coors lights, just doing his thing, playing un- carrying Josh Allen, playing unbelievable golf. It, Mahomes is a superstar. He is a superstar on and off the field. He really is. Tom is still Tom. He's still the goat. He's still there. Aaron is Aaron. He's always he's 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 aloof. He's polarizing. He's this and Josh Allen is just like this young, but Patrick Mahomes is the star. He just is. He's who. It's it's who it's who TNT have their cameras on the most. It's who they talk to the most. Him and Mah- him and him and uh, Brady, but mostly Mahomes. Everybody wants to see this guy. And even even if you're a Bills fan, you love Allen, you love Brady, you love Rodgers, you want to watch 15. You just do. You want to watch him on the field. You want to watch him off the field. You want to hear him talk in press conferences. He is special. Special. And I, I, I mean, as long as Andy's there, and as long as he is who he is, that kid's going to be special for a very, very, very long time. And he can do anything he wants after football. Uh, anything. He can go. He, he can coach. He, I don't know if he can coach, but he can go to broadcasting. He can do anything like that. Just like Tom. Just like just like Josh. Aaron, no-go. That's a no-go for Aaron Rodgers. But those other three guys can. They got, they're, 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 they got personalities for days. They're so, they're so charismatic. Mahomes is a superstar. Those other three, GOAT, awesome, and, and one of the greatest ever. But Mahomes is an absolute fucking rocket ship. A shooting star. He is the poster boy. Josh Allen's awesome, and I love Josh Allen. But Mahomes is the man. He's the poster boy of the NFL. You know, it's probably still Brady because he's still there and he's father time and he's doing it. But even then, I'd still I'd argue it's it's pushing to be Mahomes now. And it's gonna be Mahomes that's the face of all that's gonna be Mahomes that's gonna have all this stuff. Now, Josh is going to have some of it too. But until Josh can knock off Mahomes, until he can, until he can you know, stand up on that pedestal and beat his chest like King Kong on the Empire State Building, holding a Lombardi trophy like it's some blonde fucking lady up in the air, then, then he can start saying it. But until then, Mahomes, superstar. All right, that's going to go ahead and do it for tonight. Uh, not bad. Not a bad pod. Uh, good length. I'm glad I started a little early because it is getting a little late. You now we're pushing 9:30 here pretty soon. Warriors lost. What an absolute shit show that was. That's uh, 
That's pretty upsetting. I mean, they had a 12-point lead going into the fourth quarter, and they lost by 12, folks. What, oh, what's happening? I think I was one three-pointer away. Clay Thompson couldn't hit it. Zuh. Jesus. That was bad. Bad. But, hey, appreciate everybody listening. Again, rate, review, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, you know, we're start pumping out pods. Your summer break's coming up. But then after summer break, we are into training camp. We are full go. We're pumping them out. You know, it might, you know, so it might be a little slow over the next month or so, month and a half. We'll get kind of a summer break. We only have a little bit more of OTAs. They go on a summer break. They come back late July uh, for mandatories. And then in August, we pump into training camp. So hey, it might be a little slow. You know, we might be doing one a week here, you know, but when something pops up, we're jumping in. We're doing content. I appreciate everybody listening. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Peace.